Our Savior Jesus Christ has destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Let us remember with thanksgiving what God has done both for and through his servant Carl. Carl Fred Fisher was given life by his creator and was born on December 8, 1936 in Maine Prairie Township to John and Millie. He was baptized on January 17, 1937, and later confirmed his faith on April 2, 1950, both at Concordia Lutheran Church. Carl attended school in Annandale, where he graduated in 1955. Carl was united in marriage to Beverly at Ostmark Lutheran Church in Watkins on October 18, 1958. They lived in Minneapolis for a short time before returning to the area to raise their family. For over 30 years, Carl worked for American Fruit and Produce, now Kraft, retiring in 1994. Carl was a longtime member of Concordia Lutheran Church and served on numerous committees and in various roles such as an elder, cemetery board, Sunday school superintendent, choir member, and on the financial committee. He also served on the South Haven Fire Department for over 20 years. Carl enjoyed being outdoors, hunting, bird watching, or simply watching wildlife. He loved food and was never one to shy away from the opportunity to go out to eat. He also liked to make canes and walking sticks. Carl was a great storyteller and enjoyed the company of others. He was quick-witted, had a great sense of humor, loved to tease, and chances are you were given a nickname by Carl. He is survived by his wife of 65 years, Bev, his children, Terry, Tim, Suzette, Bill, and Darcy, 10 grandchildren, Tyler, Chloe, Caleb, Hannah, Joshua, Alyssa, Jake, Brittany, Candace, and Aaron, 16 great-grandchildren, and nieces, nephews, and other family members and friends. He was preceded in death by his parents and brothers, Bill and Bob Fisher. Finally, on October 28, 2023, God blessed Carl with a holy death and took him home to rest in the arms of Jesus to await the resurrection of the dead. We give thanks to God our Father through Jesus Christ our Lord for our brother Carl. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I'd like to ask Carl how he's doing right now. Finer than fogs, frog's hair split three ways might be an answer, an answer that you've heard, probably better than that. Fair to middling, have you heard that one before? I looked this one up, I wanted to know what it meant. It's an old agricultural standard for agricultural products that ranges from poor to middling to fine to good, oh, sorry, poor to middling to fair to good to fine. Doubtless, doubtless he's doing better than fair to middling. Here is what Carl is enjoying right now. Freedom from sin. The one who has died has been set free from sin. Freedom from sorrow and grief. He's satisfied, completely satisfied with the goodness of God's presence. The one who was chosen to draw near, that's Carl. The one who was called to be God's own. 
Carl is enjoying right now the consolation of Israel, what Simeon was waiting for and what he saw when he held baby Jesus in his arms. My eyes have seen the salvation of the Lord. Carl has enjoyed a peaceful departure. Lord, now you let your servant go in peace. Peaceful because he knew that he was going to be received by his Savior. Carl's prayers have been answered. The prayer that he prayed his whole life long, thy kingdom come, deliver us from evil, those prayers answered. Carl rests easy in the arms of his Savior. What he waited for, so many years he has now received. And he sleeps at peace, awaiting that joyful sound, the sound of the trumpets and the voice of an archangel and the call of the heavenly anthem, come and receive all that has been prepared for you from before the foundation of the world. That's how Carl is doing. He wouldn't have words for it. I don't have to ask how you are doing. I can see how you are doing. We talked in the hospital Carl and I about tears. He felt like he needed to apologize for his tears, which I thought was ridiculous. Tears are a sign of love. There's a beautiful psalm, Psalm 56, which talks about how God regards our tears. Lord, thou tellest my wanderings. Put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are not they in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall all my enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. In God will I praise his word. In the name of the Lord will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living tears in a bottle? It's kind of a strange expression, but that's how God regards our tears, Carl's tears, your tears. He counts every last one of them. Jesus himself wept when he lost his friend Lazarus. He knows what it is to lose a loved one, and he does not count it a light thing. But in fact, precisely because Your Heavenly Father knows your tears. Precisely because of that, he sent his Son into this world to take all of your tears into himself. To suffer everything that you suffer, to endure everything that you endure, and to give you victory over all that this world and the devil and sin would take away from you. To give you victory even over this, even over death. No one else can promise that, but Jesus has. No one else can say that they can do that, but Jesus has done it. He's been raised from the dead, never to die again, and that means that our tears now are temporary, but for a moment. So don't be shy about them. Don't apologize for them, but rejoice. Do you have a Heavenly Father who knows each one of them and whose heart breaks for you? Carl gave nicknames to so many people, and I was thinking about what this means, and I was struck by how divine it is. It's in God's character to give names to things. 
He created Adam from the dust of the earth, and he named him Adam. And then he invited Adam to participate in that divine activity of naming, and he instructed Adam to go around and name all of the animals. You remember this story, how Adam had the job of naming all the animals, but none of them was found fit for him as a helper. And so then God made Eve, and Adam gave her her name as well. It's a divine thing to give names. God is giving names all of the time in the Bible, as a matter of fact. The names that people receive when they are born, but then God changes names so often. Abram becomes Abraham, Sarai becomes Sarah, Jacob becomes Israel, Simon becomes Peter. Nicknames, if you will, from God. What does it mean when someone gives a nickname? Well, it means that they belong to you. It means that you are theirs. The Lord calls each of us by name, and it's because we are his. Carl was like God in this way, giving nicknames to those whom he loved, showing by this that they were his. They belonged to him. Listen to how God talks about this. Fear not, he says through Isaiah, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior, because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west. I will gather you, everyone who is called by my name whom I created for my glory, whom I formed, and whom I made. Jesus knows each of his sheep by name. Just like that stained glass picture shows, Jesus carrying the sheep that he knows by name, bearing up even those who suffer under the threat of death, bearing them up because they belong to him. Carl belongs to Jesus. I praise God that you all belonged to him. Praise God that you were blessed through Carl. To have such a friend, a husband, a father, a grandfather, a great-grandfather, one who loved you in this way. You'll never know, at least this side of eternity, the depths of Carl's love for you. What a treasure it is. I don't know whether Carl had a nickname for me, and I don't know whether I should be offended by that or not. I never, I never heard. Maybe he didn't want me to know what it was. But I will tell you about my relationship with Carl. He'd come on uh, early in the week to count money with the financial committee, and I'd be in my office, and he'd often uh, stop in, hiding something behind his back, and he'd have something quippy or witty to say about it, and then he'd hand me a Snickers bar regularly. I'll, I'll make jokes in Bible study about how I'm tempted to steal Snickers bars, and so Carl would supply my needs so I wouldn't be tempted to steal them. I was thinking to Ben about what this means. Carl was a meaningful man. Everything he did, everything he said was full of meaning. This might strike you as odd, but it means a lot to me. It meant that Carl was listening, that he gave me these Snickers bars. It meant that he was listening to me. Not David Bukes, some man, but that he was listening to his pastor. He heard my words. And Jesus says something remarkable about listening to a pastor. Jesus says, whoever hears you, hears me. Which is to say, when Carl was listening to my preaching, 
the preaching of the good news of Jesus who died for our sins. When Carl was listening to me, he was listening to Jesus. When Carl handed me a Snickers bar, it meant that he had listened to this promise that though he would die, yet he would live, that all his sins had been forgiven for Christ's sake. I praise God for that memory, for that legacy. Carl, a man who listened to his Savior, There's another thing Carl would do on those mornings as he was leaving, and I think a lot of you have experienced this. He would walk past my door, and after I couldn't see him anymore, he would say, be careful. Have you heard that one? (laughs) Be careful. Another incredibly meaningful thing. Carl's confirmation verse was from Revelation chapter 3. Listen to what Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 says. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. A beautiful promise from our Savior. It's good to know the context to that verse, though. This is at the beginning of the book of Revelation, and there are letters being sent to churches with warnings. This is from the letter to the church in Laodicea. Listen to the warning. Sounds like Carl saying, be careful. I know your works. You are neither hot nor cold. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. That's what Jesus says. For you say, I am rich, I have prospered, and I need nothing, not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich and white garments, so that you may clothe yourself and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen, and salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline, so be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne as I also conquered and sat down with my Father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who has an ear, let him hear what Carl has said. Be careful. Be careful. Repent of your sins and believe in your Savior. I guarantee you that if there's one thing Carl wants above all else right now, it is to see you in heaven. So be careful. Your Savior wants to give you heaven. He wants to save you from your sins. He wants to give you eternal life. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Your Savior loves you in this way, that he gave up his life for you, that he poured out his blood for you, that he went to hell and back for you. He considered you worthwhile to give up everything he had so that he could be with you forever. Carl wants the very same thing. I praise God for a beautiful example that we have in Carl. I pray that someday I can be counted a man like Carl. I pray that we would always look to Carl's example as an example of faithfulness, of love for his family, of trust in his Savior, of a blessed death. I pray that you will all rejoice to see that glorious day when you will be raised with Carl to life everlasting. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please rise for prayer.